This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. What's up everyone? My name is Russell and what time is it? It is Hero Time in which I'll be bringing you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your hearing pleasure. Coming up this week, J.J. Abrams is rebooting Superman from the ground up. Kevin Feige says no MCU project has been held back by M-rating Deadpool and Inception, Avatar The Last Airbender franchise expanding with new animated movie and a dedicated studio, and Henry Cavill teases that he will be in a Mass Effect project. But first up in the top story, coming from the folks of IGN, Warner Brothers is gearing up for the reboot, the Superman franchise on the big screen. As first reported by Shadow and Act and confirmed by Deadline, the studio is pursuing a new take on the Man of Steel, one produced though J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot and written by Tanihishi Coates. Bad Robot's Hannah Minghella is producing the reboot. No actors are currently attached to the movie and it's unclear if Henry Cavill will remain in the lead role or if the cape and tights will pass to a new actor. Variety also confirms the news along with the statement from Coates and indicates no casting has yet taken place. However, Coates also seems to suggest the reboot is still set in the DCEU. To be invited into the DC Extended Universe by Warner Brothers, DC Films and Bad Robot is an honor, Coates said. I look forward to to meaningfully adding to the legacy of America's most iconic mythic hero. This is the latest DC project to which Abrams has become attached since Bad Robot signed a lucrative overall deal with Warner Media. Abrams is also overseeing a Justice League dark series on HBO Max, and that series is connected to the recently revealed Constantine reboot. The Hollywood Reporter sources are specifically billing the reboot as a black Superman story. The Hollywood Reporter notes the studio was reluctant to pursue that angle when originally pitched by Jordan in 2019. But executives seem to have come around in recent months. The Hollywood Reporter's sources also clarify that while the project isn't connected to Jordan's pitch, that doesn't necessarily rule out the possibility of Jordan becoming attached to Star. As Superman fans may remember, Abrams himself was once attached to direct a Superman reboot in the early 2000s. Abrams' Superman flyby would have been the start of the new trilogy featuring a very different take on Superman and Krypton. Unfortunately, it's one of the many DC movies that never came to pass. The timing of this news is certainly odd given that Warner Media is weeks away from debuting Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max and the CW launched their new Arrowverse series Superman Lewis. However, the company has increasingly begun to emphasize the idea of a live-action DC multiverse in recent years, so we may well see this new Superman coexist with Cavill and Tyler Hoechlin's respective versions. Up next, 
Reports from IGN confirmed that Marvel Studio boss Kevin Feige recently asserted that the studio has never been stifled by M ratings when bringing MCU stories and character journeys to the screen and made it clear that Deadpool is an exception to that policy. During a Disney Plus panel at the Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour last week, Feige participated in a Q&A session where one participant asked about the possibility of Marvel Studios creating more adult-orientated projects in the future, especially now that the streaming service has expanded its library of content with more mature offerings through Star, a new entertainment section that has been added to the platform in multiple locations. I think we target everything we're doing now for kids and adults. So I think your question is more adult or R-rated, Kevin Feige clarified in his response before delving further into the subject of ratings. He then added, other than Deadpool, which has already established itself as a certain genre and a certain rating that we've already said we would not mess with when we start working with Deadpool, which we have, other than that, we have not encountered a story or a storyline or a character's journey that an M-rated or the tone or the ratings that we've been using up to this point has prevented us. Feige went on to say that he isn't exposed to the idea of MA-15 plus rated Marvel projects as he explained that he would open to venturing down that avenue if there was a specific project that suited a different tonality and rating structure. But for now, the studio hasn't been prevented by ratings when telling the stories that they've wanted to tell on the big or small screen. We've never held it back by it, he said. If we ever are, then certainly there could be a discussion to be had now that there are other outlets like Hulu, like Star, but that just hasn't been the case yet. We've been able to tell all the kinds of stories we wanted to with the tonality and the rating structure we have now. At the beginning of the year, Feige confirmed that the next Deadpool movie will be MA15 plus rated and be part of the MCU with Ryan Reynolds working on the script right now. The news arrived after some confusion aroused over whether the MCU would or perhaps could include Deadpool, particularly as no Marvel movie had yet crossed over into MA15 plus territory. There is a lot of MCU to come before Deadpool. However, with pandemic-related delays, meaning no MCU content arrived last year, many of us have been tuning in each week for WandaVision as the first Marvel project to hit our screens this year. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is up next and launches on March 19. There's also Black Widow, Loki, which has its release date pushed back from May to June, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, What If, Eternals, and a new Spidey sequel now officially titled Spider-Man No Way Home. Up next, reports from IGN 
that Nickelodeon has announced the launch of new division dedicating to creating new series and movies based in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. The division will be called Avatar Studios and will be led by original creators and executive producers Michael DiMartino and Brian Konitsuko. Avatar Studios' work will debut on Paramount+, Plus, Nickelodeon platforms, and unspecified third-party platforms as well as in cinemas. The first project for Avatar Studios is set to be animated theatrical film. No further details were revealed, but the project is scheduled to begin production this year. It's hard to believe it's been 19 years since we created Avatar The Last Airbender, said Konitzo and DiMartino in a joint statement released alongside the announcement. But even after all that time, there were still many stories and time periods in Aang's world that we are eager to bring to life. We are fortunate to have an ever-growing community of passionate fans that enjoys exploring the Avatarverse as much as we do. We are excited to get back at Nickelodeon, where Avatar began, doing what we do best in the biggest way possible. We can't wait to build the great team and productions to make all this fantasy a reality. The final report of the day, reports coming from, you guessed it, IGN, states that Henry Cavill, who has already brought Geralt to life in the Netflix show The Witcher, has just teased that he may be working on a project set in the universe of Mass Effect. Cavill has shared a photo of himself on Instagram with the words secret project, or just a handful of paper with random words on it. Guess you have to wait and see. Happy hump day all. Hashtag hump day, hashtag secrets. Included with the image was part of what appears to be a script or a handful of paper with random words on it. But it is too blurry to clearly make out what is on the page. Game Pressure used a program called Focus Magic to remove the blur and the clear image revealed such words as Cerberus, Talzora, and Geth. IGN also has used focused magic to fix the image and can confirm these words do appear. Have a good day, that everyone. Fans of Bye. the Mass Effect franchise will immediately know that these are words and characters pulled right from their beloved trilogy. Furthermore, it appears that the text Cavill has shown us comes directly from the Mass Effect 3 Wikipedia page. Following the events of Jakana and the fate coup by Cerberus to take over the Citadel, the Quarians offered their support to the Alliance if Shepard helped them to reclaim their homeworld, Rannoch, from the Geth. Wiki- the Wikipedia page reads, Assisted by the Quarian, Either Telzora or Admiral Darazen, Shepard boards a Geth dreadnought and rescues a captive Geth unit. Either Legion or a fascinatingly occupied by a Geth virtual intelligence, then disables the Reaper control signal over the Geth. 
A possible Mass Effect movie has been in the works as far back the late 2000s. In 2010, Legendary Pictures acquired the movie rights to the franchise and was set to feature the producers behind The Dark Knight and Spider-Man. There have been more rumours as the years went on, but nothing too substantial has come since then. This could be a hint that Cavill may soon be taking on the role of Commander Shepard or another character in either a film or a TV adaptation. It's also possible he could be lending his voice to a game project or otherwise. After a controversial ending to Mass Effect 3 and the mixed reception on Mass Effect Andromeda, Bioware is gearing up to bring Mass Effect back to its prime, and this could be another part in their plan to do so. The Mass Effect Legendary Edition is set to be released on May 13th this year, and Bioware has announced that the new Mass Effect project is in early production. And that's all the time for Hero Time this week. Thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of Hero Time. Join me again next week while I keep you up to date on all little pop culture news for your absolute hearing pleasure. And don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Phoenix Hero Time for all the pop culture news I post every day of the week. And if you want to catch up on today's episode, listen to it again on Phoenix Radio Podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify and Ruska. Thanks again for listening. My name is Russell, and for all the programs you love, keep it right to phoenixradio.com.au. Catch you then, everyone. Bye-bye. High-achieving Year 12 students who put the University of Southern Queensland first on their QTAC application could become rewarded. Automatic scholarships up to $29,000 are on offer. Make USQ your first choice and join the number one university in Australia for graduate starting salary. Visit usq.edu.au slash become rewarded for more details.